Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Entertainment Talks The Walking Dead's UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead world beyond on AMC and Amazon. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How is it going? It's going very well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, This is for, let me scroll up in my notes, season 2 episode 9, Death and the Dead is the penultimate episode of the series. Uh, Of course, if you've watched on AMC+, Plus, then the series finale has already gone out. But uh, what did you think, David, of the penultimate episode for the series? I enjoyed this episode a lot. I thought it was uh, well put together, nice bit of action. We we are starting to see it, like, culminated something. And um, they're still not out of the woods yet, but it's looking like they might actually manage to get a decent blow into the CRM next week. which will be a good place to finish things. Although I'm still not sure where we're going to see, you know, who's going to be left standing at the end and where we're actually going to end the series. I mean, Mm. presumably it is going to end with them sort of taking down at least that major threat from the CRM. But as to who's left at the end of it, that's, that's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, They, they they do seem to be setting Jadis up to be the sort of major villain that maybe they can kill off at the end of this possibly but mm. i don't know um that, so yeah i i but there, there's a lot of good stuff in this week there's a few things which like um maybe plot holes but i'll possibly let them slide so you know okay as a- well this any week. anything particular um the the giant uh, the the giant uh, uh, ball like world ball thing with Silas and um, Elton. Elton yeah yeah like how did they get from that roll room to that ball I wondered that as well yeah um that was my first thing but I'm kind of prepared to let that slide because it was a wonderful scene just them sort of rolling down the hill yeah yeah <laughs> so so I'm sort of prepared you know somebody obviously thought. Um, this will be really fun and make a great scene. Well, how do they get there? Yeah, we won't worry about that. It's fine. We'll just cut to it. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I kind of with them, I'll let them get away with that because it was a great scene. But um, yes, so I really like that scene. I thought that was that was a, just a brilliant idea because, yeah, we talked about that, what purpose of it was and whether it was actually any use or not. And we talked about that a few weeks ago and then like we actually saw the music this week, which I, th- I just thought was brilliant. So uh, that I really enjoyed. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we've we've seen some characters die this week. So, you know, as we said, we didn't know who was going to die off, but we've seen some some deaths and stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, overall, really like this episode. I thought it was good. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I'm on the same page. I really liked it as well. Obviously, it's, it, it's at that point where you have roughly half a season of build-up of, like, 
what is this east thing going to add up to? Are we going to get an explanation about the colony, etc, etc. And now it's all kind of coming together uh, very nicely. And um, I guess I was kind of wrong about what I said last week, which was... I, I suppose it was one of them things where we finished episode 8. And I thought, okay, we've got two episodes left. There seems like there's a bunch of things to do. But now, even after one episode, which is like 45 minutes, it, it doesn't feel like there's that much left to get through. Um, and we still mm-hmm. might get a slightly longer episode next time, of course, for AMC Plus, it's already gone out. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really, really looking forward to the uh, the finale next week. I think there's going to be some really exciting things, hopefully, happening and everything. Um, but no, I thought this episode was great. Uh, I I thought Jada, I mean, Jada's could have potentially died in, in this episode, but they just managed to... Uh, uh, they decided to save her for the uh, for the finale. Um, I can't quite see her making it alive out of the series. Um, just no. like yeah, because I I mean <clears throat> it's interesting when we were uh, talking probably during season one and some point during season two, and we were like, oh maybe she's going to be in the Rick films. Um, and as I, I, I think as you'd mentioned before that she could be in like flashback scenes where like you know she. I uh, was in a helicopter with him and see how that journey yeah, goes. I mean, so you could still do that part, but in terms of sequel stuff, yeah, um, it's looking to me. It's looking kind of less likely. I think that this, um, I I would be surprised if she's kind of survived next week's episode. And I think next week's finale is gonna, um, be like the end of her her story. And I don't know anything. I'm not you know trying trying to say that I know anything. It just it just sort of feels like that. Yeah, that um, was my feeling as well. Because <clears throat> it also feels like this um, general person is probably going to be like the next like big person that they come across. Plus, you still we still need to work out where Elizabeth is. So hopefully, we see her next week. It just feels like out of those three, that uh, Jadis is like the, the smaller fish in the bigger pond sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it it sort of feels like they brought her in to kill her off. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and because they wanted to be able to save the other character, the Elizabeth, to be able to use her somewhere else, maybe further down the line. So it sort of feels like they needed a big antagonist, so they they brought her in as a kind of replacement, um, to, to so they could have a big villain that they could kill off and sort of still save Elizabeth to maybe being a bit more of a sort of grey area, possibly. But, um, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think of Percy's death? Um, yeah, I mean, I, that, that, it's interesting, out of all the characters, I think his death makes the most sense because he's not one of the originals, you know, he's, mm. he's not one of the original group. Um, so I, I can, uh, and he's also been a little bit shady as well as as we've got on so i yeah i mean i i'm sort of sad to see him go because i like him as a character but i can see why out of everybody that's maybe the one that they opted to kill off and plus he's sort of the love interest for one of the leads so that's also quite good to get teen angst in there you know mm, yeah i mean <clears throat> it's funny i was kind of thinking through this episode that there still would have eventually been a confrontation between him and Huck, and I didn't want Huck to die, and I kind of felt that once uh, Percy could have gotten a chance to kill her, like after all this mm. thing was was kind of finished. Obviously, he's not going to do it in 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 this particular episode because there's bigger things at stake. 
Yeah. So obviously the the conversation he's got with her is a lot more personal, as opposed to this like bigger like colony thing and you know everything going on with Jadis. That's a bigger deal. And I like that he didn't sort of like um, you know let the Huck uh, confrontation get in the way. Yeah. Um, and I wanted I want Huck to live as well, and I hope that she does. Um, but th- this this that sort of confrontation thing where Jadis and Felix are kind of, you know, chatting back and forth. That was your chance to get rid of like a couple of characters and obviously they chose Percy for that, which I, I, I think is fine as well. I think you could have gotten rid of Jadis there, but um mm. yeah, I, I, I didn't think Huck would die from from that actually. Plus she's kinda of got the upper hand because she's got the gun. So Yeah. I, I wasn't particularly worried for her. But now you've kind of taken out the uh Percy Huck confrontation, which I, I like that actually. Because uh, I didn't really want a third, because they confronted each other what like two times already. I didn't really want a third sort of hey, remember that you killed my uncle, and you know going back to all that, and it would have been like okay, we're still on this, on this thing. So I'm I'm glad that that's finished with, um, as well. So uh, anyway, we got other things to talk about in the in the recap, uh, including how to uh, the description of a particular word that I've never seen before. But we'll get to we'll get to that in the first paragraph. Uh, when we get to the recap, uh, let's do some quick housekeeping and then we'll see you in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, (coughs) uh, lots of things again happening on the United cast uh, as well, including a game. Uh, it was a one-one draw with Chelsea. Quite a close game, actually. A points like that's 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 a game where you can say that's a good point to get from because Chelsea are a very good team uh, right now. Anyway, um, that was supposed to be Carrick's last game in charge as an interim manager, but I will talk about that in a second. 
so speaking of new appointments of managers, uh, Ralph Rag- Ragnick, I think is how you pronounce his name. I've seen his surname pronounced like a few different ways, but I'm going to go with Rag- <laughs> Ragnick for now. He's he's a German person, so of course the pronunciation might be different. Uh, but Ralph Ragnick has been appointed as the Manchester United manager, but uh, he won't be taking charge of Thursday's game because his work permit still hasn't cleared. Uh, so, because we all watched Sunday's game and then we thought, oh, that's Carrick's last one. We'll get Ralph in on Thursday. We'll start playing good football and all this kind of stuff. But uh, no, Carrick's going to be in charge as well for Thursday's game against Arsenal. So hopefully for Sunday's game, which is the next one after that, the Crystal Palace game, hopefully the work permit will have cleared from there. But uh, that's quite annoying because I gave a big thing about on Sunday about like, oh, we'll play like better football on Thursday and it'll be a new start. Nope, we've still got Carrick for Thursday. So uh, anyway, uh, Ralph Ragnick has been <coughs> appointed as the manager and we'll see how that goes in the future. Um, film reviews did a couple of those recently. Hang on, I need to stop a cat fight. Uh, so speaking of film reviews that we've done recently, I saw No Time to Die. I really, really enjoyed it a lot, and I gave it a must-see rating. That's, of course, Daniel Craig's fifth and final James Bond film. But if you've seen the film itself, you know that there's a lot of options going forward for the franchise, which are all very exciting. So I talked about that. Have you seen that film yet? I haven't yet, no. It's one okay. that's on my list of things. I may watch it, uh, well, I because I'm away for a couple of weeks, so I may go and watch mm-hmm. it then. Cool, cool. Another film review for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I gave it a skip rating, and I wish I hadn't wasted my time with it. But, uh, I, yeah, that's the uh, obviously the sequel to the first Venom film, which includes Carnage, but doesn't really do anything useful with him. Uh, so there's that one. Um, of course, we've still got Walking Dead podcasts. We're still doing those. We'll be doing the finale next week. Uh, gaming talk last week, we talked about Multiverses, which is a Warner Brothers uh, brawler-type uh, fighting game, a bit like Smash Brothers. Uh, it's got characters like Bugs Bunny and Batman and Arya Stark and Tom and Jerry and uh, Shaggy and all these other characters. It's going to be a free-to-play uh, brawler type of game from Warner Brothers. So, of course, there's lots of different characters. It's, it's good that they didn't do just DC for that. It's good that they chose, like, the actual you know Warner Brothers as a whole because it gives a lot more options. So we talked about that. Uh, we talked about Kojima Productions as well. They're looking to expand into, f- I think it was films, TV and music and we also mm-hmm. talked about this we also talked about the uh, future of star wars under ea uh over on the united cast as well manchester united beat villarreal by two goals to nil in the champions league that means that manchester united have qualified for the next part which is the knockout stages of the group uh and Jaden sancho getting his first goal for manchester united which was very very good as well uh, of course there's the other podcast for the united cast as well for uh, talking about social getting sacked his journey over the two years where it went where it went wrong uh, but things that went right as well uh, in, in his first like year or so. So I uh, talked about that. I uh, did a video game uh, review. This one's for Metroid Dread. Gave it a must-play rating. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time with that. Uh, and that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us as well on podcast platforms. Uh, I will mention all of the Twitch information later, though. I'll do that in the outro and whatnot. Uh, but yes, a uh, bit of sort of a long, cold open that I've got here, so I'm just going to read what I've got. And there's also a uh, description of a particular word that I've never heard before, so I'll just read this out and then we'll go from there. Uh, as um, Death and the Door began, Jadis was uh, chagrined uh, to learn that Leo and Co. Uh, were were uh, sorry detonating bombs all over the place in the process, blowing to smithereens. Any number of CRM soldiers, there's a few little shots of them trying to take out walkers and then they get exploded. 
Um, she was further chagrined to learn that the escapees had in their possession Major General Beale's son, Mason. Uh, yes, there was a lot of chagrining going on. Seeing no alternative, uh, she met Dr. Bennett's demand for two transport vehicles, which um, he and his fellow leb- uh, rebels could head for the hills. But she couldn't resist adding, may I be the first to congratulate you on roping a lot of smart people into a breathlessly stupid suicide mission. And there's like a shot of uh, the camera going down this ladder. I, th- I think they're going to go down and then you just cut to the uh, the uh, title thing that comes up. So again, it's not really an intro, it's just a title card. So yeah, so this word chagrined, um, I might have heard yeah. it before, but I don't think I've seen it like written down or whatever. Uh, for those of you that also weren't aware of the word, uh, I looked it up and wrote down the description here. So it says chagrined, Chagrin, sorry, meaning a keen feeling of mental unease as of annoyance or embarrassment caused by failure, disappointment, or discons- uh, or, or a disconcerning event. So that's kind of ex- that's kind of explaining uh, Jadis's uh, reaction and kind of mood in this situation. So she's kind of like annoyed, embarrassed, feeling kind of uneasy because of, I guess, you know, Doctor Bennett's demands. And because there's also she, he's also blowing up a bunch of soldiers, so obviously that that makes sense. Um, now I'm younger than you, David, but I don't think I've seen this word written before <laughs> somewhere. Have, have you? Yes, I I am aware of that word. Yes. Okay, uh, it it isn't one that's used very much these days, but yes, no, it, it is. No. It is. Um, yes, I I was aware of that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, feeling of distress or humiliation is the sort of basic um, version of it. Yeah, yes. which is how Jadis is feeling here. Uh, good opening. Um, I liked what the uh, kind of idea was that the... Um, was it the tracker things that these walkers had on them? They yes. basically set them so that they could explode from these... Uh, from the uh, monitor things that they've got. These kind of like tablet things that they've got. So quite smart. I thought that was pretty good. Um, and of course it led to wiping out some CRM soldiers, which is the uh, overall goal. And given how kind of... Uh, cocky slash confident Jada's has been obviously in this scene that she she's not um, I thought it made uh, quite an interesting little opening like there's nothing she can really do to stop these soldiers getting blown up plus she's in like an entirely different room anyway mm-hmm. um, and she can't get to Dr. Bennett yet um, and this is where the tide starts to turn a little bit I, I suppose um, and obviously they've got the uh, upper hand kind of with holding uh, Mason the the son of uh, Major General Beale. Uh, so it was a good little uh, opening, but I, I just thought that the main interesting point here was using the tracker things on the walkers to uh, to explode them. I thought that was uh, quite a cool idea. Uh, what do you think of the opening? Yeah, I like this opening because it was sort of unexpected because we assumed they'd gone into the tunnels and then sort of collapsed it behind them, which is what we were supposed to think, whereas you know what they'd actually done is gone and hidden somewhere else, although it's not entirely clear where they'd managed to sort of go and hide. Hmm. Um, you know, so they'd managed to get somewhere else. I Presumably they may have gone into the tunnels and got out somewhere earlier back into the facility somewhere because you know they couldn't have still been in the same room because they came in and and checked that room so I, I i was a little fuzzy as to exactly where they kind of ended up but again it's you know that's fine 
uh, that clearly they weren't in the tunnels. And uh, this was a really clever plan, though. The idea of sort of, you know, sending the walkers down there with bombs strapped to them. I, I quite like that idea. And it was interesting seeing Jadis's reaction as well, because you did wonder whether Jadis would... Uh, part of her, I, I'm sure, was probably going, damn that kid, because... Uh, you know, this isn't going to look up, look good on my CV if the general's yeah. son gets blown up. Not that she really cared about the kid particularly. I think it's more a case of this isn't going to go well for me if, if he gets blown up or killed mm. or whatever on my watch. So, um, yeah. So I think it's probably more that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's... <clears throat> excuse me. It's, yeah, it's not a case of she's actually concerned for this kid's life it's sort of i've been promoted recently and taken elizabeth's place and if this if this kid dies then i'm gonna have the major on my back so yeah uh interesting stuff interesting stuff um but yeah tell your tell your kids before they get 20 they get to 27 years old what chagrined means um as well so (laughs) yeah I'm, i'm sure i've maybe seen it somewhere here and there but it's not a word that uh used often certainly i mean we 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 spent a few years now recapping these shows, and I've written loads of different notes for different things and different descriptions. I don't think I've ever seen that word before, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move past that. That was a was a good opening, and it makes sense as well with the bomb thing that that's something that these scientists have already had access to for a long time. So for them to mm-hmm. be able to sort of mod it or change it, that uh, that makes a lot of sense. It's not as if they out of nowhere just crafted this new bomb in like like off screen between episodes or something so that was uh that was good um while uh leo took off with the fellow scientists felix and hope set out to destroy the gas um with uh the crm with which sorry the crm intended to obliterate portland because that's kind of the big concern at the moment uh, especially after the campus colony incident uh one problem it wasn't anywhere um <clears throat> it wasn't any longer where it had been so it's been moved. Uh, Jadis had anticipated that they tried to save Portland, so she'd had it moved. Uh, the gas that is uh, not Portland, so she tried to yeah move move the gas. Uh, meanwhile, Percy floated the idea. This is kind of a random little thing. Uh, meanwhile, per- Percy floated the idea of going to the Getty Museum with Iris after this was all over. We could grow crops on our own on the lawns. She thought, well, none of that's going to happen now because he died. So. Yeah, yes. I mean, she she may do something with that idea of, like, me- remembrance of him, but that's just a little thing that was kind of added. Um, so, yeah, this problem is kind of solved, I think, by the end of the episode with the the scene with Huck. But obviously, we'll save that till later. Um, so, yeah, the big, pro- the big thing that they're all trying to do at the moment, first is to get away from the CRM, obviously, because they are going to murder them if they don't. Um, but it's this Portland problem, the Port- Portland uh, problem, isn't it? So... Yeah, for the Jadis that she she's moved this thing. It's well, it's not that she's specifically moved it. I think it's you know she got her soldiers to basically move it or or somebody else. Um, interesting little thing to kind of like add some uh, more attention ch- to the episode as well. Um, and this all kind of like connects together well later on with her long speech and and everything like that. So yeah, what do you think of uh, this particular scene? Any any thoughts on Percy's um, very temporary plan? <laughs> yeah, well, um, I've actually been to the Getty Museum. Uh, it is, oh, okay. it, it's in Los Angeles. Um, and um, actually, I mean, well, see, 
he was slightly wrong there because he did mention something about it having lovely Steve views, which actually I don't think he's actually is 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 if he's talking about the Getty Center, that's not actually correct. Uh, there is also the Getty Villa, which does have sea views because that's down in sort of on the coast. But the the Getty Center actually is not a bad choice for for somewhere you would like to be if you were going to try and defend against zombies because it's quite this it's this big sort of concrete. Um, designed yeah, beautifully designed con- uh, construct that is on the top of a hill in the middle of Los Angeles so actually quite a decent defendable position um, and, and you know has quite a good art collection so and lots of lawns as they said it's you know there's lawns of running water and there's like a stream that runs through it so actually it's it would be quite a good position to to sort of live out your days in a sort of zombie apocalypse it's actually not such a bad idea and you get lovely artwork around you so mm. um so yeah. yes that that's actually not such a bad idea uh how they get to los angeles from where they are at the moment i'm not entirely sure but because it's like the other side of the country but <laughs> ignoring all that yes mm-hmm. uh, where, where are they supposed to be at the moment well i mean they're talking about that they're, they're sort of more um east coast ish i think because I, I i guess uh not sure where Portland is. Um, okay, because my cause... American my American geography. geography. Is terrible, oh yeah, no, so. no my my, my <laughs> geography's pretty awful as well. Um, just pull up a map. Uh, Portland, USA. Uh, just just as a matter of interest. Okay, so the Portland's sort of Oregon. Oh no, that is West Coast. So. Yeah, may, maybe if they are on the West Coast somewhere, I'm not entirely sure whereabouts, but presumably it's sort of Seattle, Portland, kind of it's the top end of, I mean, technically that's Oregon, but California is just underneath it. So so maybe it's not that unachievable to get there. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a trek, but you it may, it may be doable. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, um, oh, what was you going to say? Yeah, and and I mean the stuff about the gas. I mean, yeah, it just just sort of Jade is sort of being one step ahead of them at that point. Although you know the the scientists and or, you know the the other group are also one step ahead of her. You know, she they they, they are kind of there is a bit of a cat and mouse thing going on, which is quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so say um, oh Iris, that was never going to happen. So with the uh, Thing that she mentioned uh, per Walking Dead rules um, at the culling station Silas held down Dennis um, so that Elton could remove the uh, bullet lodged in his six pack he still needed antibiotics of course uh, though some things uh, even great abs can't cure I thought that's quite funny uh, so after uh, pointing <laughs> and, this, and this is a YA show as well so of course they're going to have you know the, the character needs to take of course, yeah. off as we saw before with Iris and um uh, Percy as well so uh, although you can't lodge a bullet out of somebody's head well you can but it won't make any difference so uh, so after pointing uh, a bunch of walkers in the direction of the CRM's HQ Silas and Elton made a pit stop at the research facility with all the soldiers off dealing with the approaching uh, column of walkers uh, Cadet Webb uh, was left to keep watch and he took his job so very seriously that he threatened to shoot his old pal uh, and wound up being devoured by walkers off screen. Uh, then it then it says here that's got her even when Gage got a good on screen demise. Um, I thought the effect of um, what's his name, 
uh, this web person. Um, I thought that was kind of effective because it gave it gave Elton and Silas this sense of like I don't know, this sense of kind of danger. Plus, there was like the walkers that banged on the on the the window afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not written here as well, but that this was the part where it included the uh, the sequence with the ball as well, yeah. which we'll, we'll we'll talk about uh, in in a second. Um. So did did you think that Webb might have shooting Silas? I I thought like okay, so there's, there's a small possibility. There's two episodes left, and we don't really know like who's gonna die. But at the same time, I kind of thought, no, nah, that would be a strange way to kind of yeah get rid of him. But obviously, Elton takes his time and he kind of uh, knocks him out eventually, which was which was good. So um yeah, there's not much to talk about with the. Uh, with Dennis and the bullet, there is something to talk about him with, with him later. There's a weird kind of outcome with that, but we'll talk about when the, we get to that with the Huck scene um, mm-hmm. later on, which I thought was done kind of strangely. Uh, so that happens with those characters. Uh, yeah, what do you think of uh, Silas and Elton's stop at this uh, research facility and the plan with the walkers? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the plan with the walkers, the way he's just sort of throwing firecrackers out the side of the car. I thought that was that was quite nice as a way of sort of pulling a pack together. Um, I, and I, I get it. I get why Silas was like, yeah, we need to go and make this, this stop because, you know, Dallas has been good and he wants to try and save him and, you know, antibiotics are useful. So I, I can sort of see why Silas made that decision. And it was ob- it was probably the right call despite the fact that it is out of you know not part of the plan and it is possibly going to put them in danger i understand he's wanting to do that so i i I think that all works fine it's it's what silas would do i think um yeah and then i mean i i didn't really think they were going to kill silas at that point that would have been a slightly weird way to kill him off Mm. You know, I I think that would have been a slightly odd way to do it. So I I kind of didn't think, but I like the way Elton sort of Elton pops up and is like suspective. Is like, who was that guy? You know. <laughs> anyway, we need to get on and do this stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was quite good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I like the fact that they sort of killed him off screen. You just got these horrible kind of noises and then the blood coming out of the door. I rather yeah, saves on the effects budget, but still worked quite well. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was quite good actually. Um and do you get the sense from Elton and Silas it's like should we go like out there or like where, where where should we sort of go and then obviously the walkers banging on the on the side. Um what one thing I liked as well about some of this sequence or or just the bit that kind of followed afterwards after they get out of the ball, we'll talk about the ball in a minute. After they get out of that and there is still like a few walkers still kind of hanging around, they do they do still show that, like, okay, you can actually just simply outrun these things sometimes, and, like, Elton pushes one of them over, and... Yeah. It is, it is certainly more still about, like, okay, if they corner you as um, Webb got kind of cornered, they they showed us that, or if there's, like, too, too many of them, uh, which was, I suppose, the issue here as well. So I like that they still kind of showed that, I suppose, that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, but after all that happens, yeah, they decide to get into this ball. We don't quite know how they get to it, but they see it and then they cut, cut over to it. I'm imagining, I'm imagining that they just obviously they just ran over to it and and just got out and that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, yeah it reminded me of um, in Jurassic World when they've got those those new um, ball things that they travel in, uh, and they have like a look at the dinosaurs and stuff. Do you know what I'm do you know what I'm talking about? 
the scene it reminded me of was a bit more um, the the scene. Oh, what was the other zombie show called? The the one that was uh, the forerunner to Black Summer. Oh, Z Nation. Um, yeah, Z Nation with the Liberty Bell. It kind of reminded me a bit of that. Right. Like, yeah. that, that, that scene with the Liberty Bell where it kind of bounces down and just squashes a load of zombies. Uh, did, that was the thing that it kind of came to mind for me. But I, I like mm. what they did there. And I they played it for comedic value. You know, so we didn't really have to worry about exactly how they got out of the room. There was a door behind them. So presumably that door behind them went to somewhere where they could get outside and then they could manage to avoid the zombies to run down to it. And then, you know, uh, you got this. Uh, but I like the fact that they sort of cut directly from going Elton, Elson basically going, um, I've got an idea. And then it just cuts to this ball rolling down the hill with them inside it. <laughs> I really like that sequence. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. They they didn't really do it in a Z Nation type of stupid way either. And I remember there was this, there was this thing in Z Nation, it was like this ball of zombies. And it would like make cameo appearances now and again where it would just roll down the street and it would take out a bunch of walkers and it would add those walkers, or not walkers, whatever they called them in that show, Zs I think mm-hmm. they called them. It would add a bunch of them to this ball and it would just keep going and it would make like cameo sort of appearances in the show. It was, <laughs> it, it, it was like this ongoing sort of joke. But the ball never sort of killed... I don't remember it killing a character or anything. It just made these random appearances where it would just roll down the down the street. And right. the characters would just look at it and be like, oh, that's that. And then we'll just kind of go <laughs> on. So, yeah. Uh, it was still cool, but it, it was very sort of sci-fi, Z-Nation type of yeah, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this was done in a much different way, in a much sort of um, less sort of slapstick kind of way. It was still done for like comedic value of like, hey, we're going down the hill on this ball and we can't really get touched and we're just going to destroy a bunch of them. Um, So uh, I did kind of wonder, like, where is the actual entrance for this thing? And then they showed this little door that that popped open. So (laughs) that was that was cool. Uh, But yeah, the thing it reminded me because I wasn't really thinking of Z Nation for some reason. Uh, The thing it actually reminded me of, yeah, was the. So in the uh, Jurassic World films, I think they did it in the first two films. Um, and and they do it in the uh, Camp Cretaceous TV show because it's right. based off like the same island. Mm-hmm. Um, these little balls that characters can actually like. There's like seats and actual things like that. Oh and they yeah, can, they can they can ride in them. Yes, yeah, those are the the rides from from the Jurassic World movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me a bit of that. Uh, obviously, that's got kind of a different purpose. Um, but uh, that's, that's yeah. kind of what I thought of. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. This next paragraph is quite big, but we'll, I'll just read it. Um, eventually, Felix, Iris, Hope, and Percy, along with the hostage Mason, uh, landed themselves in a face-off with Jadis, her soldiers, and a double agent Huck. Um, sorry, and double agent Huck. Uh, Felix wanted uh, Jadis to let them go, and then they'd release Mason when they were uh, safely away. She couldn't agree to that and didn't need to. And then she says, uh, there's you and there's us, she noted, and a giant column of the dead coming. Let's see who blinks first. Kind of a gamble, but you can mm-hmm. understand kind of what she's doing. Uh, while they all waited to see which group would in fact blink first, um, accusations of genocide flew. I think Iris sort of mentioned something about that. Uh, prompting Jadis to explain the CRM modeling um, 
had shown that Omaha, Portland and the Campus Colony, so obviously they were going for Portland and they'd already taken out the Campus Colony, which is where the series started, um, were never going to become fully uh, self-sustaining and would ultimately spark a devastating uh, famine. Uh, what we did to your home, I reckoned, was mercy. By and by, Walker's approached, uh, Mason made a run for it, Percy gave chase, and Huck took out two uh, CRM soldiers to protect the kids. Well, as many as she could, uh, Percy took a bullet to the back of the head, thus ending Ted Sutherland's run in the series. Uh, after a moment of uh, will-she-or-won't-she tension over whether Hope would avenge the death of her sister's boyfriend by shooting Mason, the sisters fled with Felix, they just put the gun down. Uh, and when Walker started eyeing uh, Major General Bill's son like a menu item, distracting Jadis, Huck made her own escape. She decided not to shoot Jadis in that situation. Yeah, this is, this is obviously this is the big event of the, of the yeah. episode and kind of one of the big events of the series. So basically, how I'm understanding this is there was a bit of a Thanos-esque idea here of yes. these of these groups, the the groups that were mentioned. And obviously they were on their way. They're on their way to do something to Portland, aren't they? Um, have they taken? They did. They, they did take out Omaha already, didn't they? Because uh, it was yes. a camp. It was yeah, a campus they colony. They did. The campus colony. Yeah, yeah. Because the colony was what they were a part of. So basically, it's like this. It's this idea where there's what too many groups and not enough resources, and let's just reduce the amount of people that we've got. That like the, the restoring balance thing that Thanos talks about in uh, Infinity War of yeah. sort of it, it's sort of a way of well like iris kind of says like i think it's iris or hope sort of says about like who gives you the, the choice to decide like who lives and who dies and she just said that that's kind of what had to, ha- had to happen so it's essentially an idea of saying there's only a certain amount of resources there's too many people some of you aren't sort of good enough or worth the, the resources or you you're not going to be like a long-term like you know sustainable group so we're just going to take you out um obviously that's for thanos that's where the snap idea comes in isn't it um with with that yes but uh yeah interesting kind of stuff we finally i mean we kind of were wondering about what this could be um i do like how it was a bit more of a simpler idea and it does make a lot of sense given the type of group that the crm is and the way they that the manner of which they took these groups out um so yeah, I I think this this all kind of works. Uh, what did you think of the explanation that we've been waiting for here? Yeah, I mean it, it's interesting because you're right. It is a sort of Thanos idea of you know these things are too much of a drain on society. Therefore, we're just going to get rid of them. But it's sort of the way that, that you know because they've taken out Omaha, they've taken out the campus colony. They're now saying they're going to take out Portland. I mean. I, I get that maybe there weren't necessarily enough to go around, but either the CRM is a lot bigger than we think it is, you know, because the CRM is supposed to be the Soviet Republic's military branch, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Soviet Republic, as far as we're aware, is Omaha, Portland, the campus colony. Uh, and presumably there's another location then as well. Because if you're saying we're wiping out the campus colony, we're wiping out Portland, we're wiping out Omaha, then presumably there is the Civic Republic is, you know, rather than just the CRM, which is the military bit, there must be a larger Civic Republic somewhere as well. Hmm. Um, because otherwise you basically just sort of said, 
uh, you know, if, if they're saying Omaha and Portland and the campus colony are entirely reliant on the Civic Republic, um, and the Civic Republic, and they're only talking about the bits that we've seen in terms of the military, uh, how little are they actually producing? And, you know, because there were thousands of people in Omaha. There are thousands of people in the campus colony. There are thousands of people in Portland. If you're saying you've got to kill all of these people to be able to actually survive, um, you know, unless there's some catastrophic crop failure that happened, which they didn't tell anybody about, you're, they, people will be starving already, surely. You know? So mm. the, you see, you know, the numbers don't quite add up uh, uh you know unless the civic republic i'm sort of interested to see the wider civic republic and you know that may be something that is explored in the rick movies but presumably there is a civil civic republic which is based somewhere else and is a lot bigger um yeah yeah so you know that seems because it seems quite drastic to kill literally hundreds of thousands of people um yeah. just over over resources you know because, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just looking on a map, actually. Because Omaha... Omaha's sort of middle of the country. Uh, oh, no, there's Omaha's all over the place. So, it, yes, we don't know which one it is. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it seems a little odd in terms of the numbers that they're mm. sort of because you're basically saying you're having to kill like you know half a million people or whatever it is to to be able to be to, to be self-sustaining so that implies that the civic republic is enormous mm. it's even the case where the crm are bigger than what we think and i think that's certainly a possibility maybe it's also a point where elizabeth slash jadis slash whoever's involved with this just got like they they went a bit too far with their idea because i kind of agree that like okay you have yeah sure you you take out maybe one of those groups but to go for all three does seem like a lot of people but maybe it was just the case where i don't know they just they just got too ca- too carried away or something and just yeah you know too you, power hungry you would, and yeah you would sort of think i mean the campus colony itself wasn't that I mean, it was a few thousand people, or it seemed to be, you know, mm. that may have been, I don't know, 10, 20, maybe 30,000 people or something in that. But whereas they were saying Omaha was a couple of hundred thousand. And you would have thought that just taking out the campus colony in Omaha should leave enough for them to be able to manage the Civic Republic and Portland, unless the Civic, the wider Civic Republic is huge. Mm. So... Yeah, it doesn't the numbers don't massively add up? Plus, I mean, the, the surely you've got a bunch of the brightest minds still surviving in the world, and they couldn't come up with something that would actually help them survive. You know, they didn't sort of think of going to the scientists, going, "We're going to have a food problem. What can we do?" Um, mm. uh, rather than doing that, they go, "Well, let's just murder everybody." <laughs> I think that leans back into one of the themes of this type of world, which is that pure just fight for resources without thinking a ton mm-hmm. about it um because as, as i've mentioned before like if it was a one-on-one situation obviously this this isn't but let's say that you take a one-on-one situation if one character's got a bottle of water and you're both characters are dying of thirst they're going to try to kill each other for it 
and it's not going to be instead of being like oh let's share it so that we can both live it's going to be like no you're a stranger to me and uh you don't mean anything to me you've got what i need so i'm going to kill you and take it um yeah and people can do similar things in our world but obviously in this type of world with a different lens on uh the fight for survival is even bigger you know because obviously you've got the the dead roaming the world and that's obviously a problem um i think it's either a case now i I think both of these are a possibility or they could you know either one of these or both of them could be a possibility i think either the crm's bigger than what we thought like you said i think there's also a possibility that the commonwealth is possibly attached to to this Mm-hmm. in in yeah. some way i just That's have just, just just the way they're trying to su- almost subtly connect these shows together apart from fear which is almost like a legends situation um because i feel like there's a bigger connection on the way in some way shape or form between world beyond and the main show and the two things that stick out is obviously the big military groups because although, although although they don't have the same like name and, and that sort of thing one's called the commonwealth one's called the crm I still think there's some sort of possibility that that could be connected in some way, um, even though they're in different places, geography, why, you know, all that kind of thing. That that doesn't really matter quite so much. Um, but I think there's gonna. I don't think there's gonna be like a full-on crossover necessarily. But I do think the two shows are gonna connect in some way, shape, or form. Because um, it would make sense given that the well, obviously this show's ending next week. For some of you, it's already ended. Um, and the main show ending next year to do some kind of connection there. But Fear, f- the f- difference, obviously, there with Fear the Walking Dead is that's probably going to go on for another couple more seasons still. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, do, do you think the Commonwealth is possibly connected? I, I just think in terms I, of like military groups, it might be. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a possibility that maybe they're connected in, in some way, although... Um, you got to bear in mind that, I mean, a lot of the main Walking Dead show happens, does happen around kind of Atlanta and he's over on um, that coast, you know, he's over mm. on the the East Coast, whereas this is a bit more West Coast. I've just been looking at a map and Omaha is sort of central and the campus colony, which is sort of connected to Omaha. Both of those are kind of in the middle of the USA. Portland's right over on the West Coast. The Civil Civic Republic is supposed to be somewhere in between. So there's kind of Idaho, Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, Nevada, sort of the states that are kind of in between that. So somewhere maybe Salt Lake City, Utah, somewhere like that. It seems like the sort of central location where maybe the Civic Republic possibly is. Um, but we don't actually know, I don't think. I don't think, we, you know, but, but I mean, there is a, quite a lot of land in between, whereas the all the main Walking Dead stuff all happens over on the west atlanta and georgia it's it's all sort of georgia south carolina that kind of area um and same with fear i think he's sort of more over that side um although fear may go down towards sort of texas i think as well but so that but it's all sort of more west coast than east coast so I, i don't know um i mean it would make sense if there was maybe some connection there for the wider show but i Mm. i don't know the locations seem a bit odd 
for that yeah. possibly i just think because we've also seen the crm helicopters in each show as well so i mm-hmm. think they're trying to give i think they're trying to give some kind of indication that they're connected and whatnot um but we'll we'll see yeah i mean um, they could be all over the place it's quite possible yeah yeah um so see how that goes uh that was quite a lot of stuff that happened what did you think of the general like shootout and everything um yeah i mean this sort of standoff i think is uh quite good uh i you know i mean if i was hooky you think you kind of think just shoot jadis in the head i mean you know she should have just turned around and shot and that would have solved quite a lot of problems but of course you know they've been friends for a while and despite who she is and what she stands for i i do get that huck maybe sort of doesn't want to do that to somebody who was a friend um yeah there's also like once the shootout kind of ends uh huck is like climbing into this um truck or whatever it is this this vehicle mm-hmm. and jada starts saying something about oh your mother was right and then she gets sort of cut off so there seem there seems to be some sort of like thing going on well where yeah i mean i it that's sort of been hinted at earlier as well of one of the reasons that they brought that Elizabeth brought Jadis in was to keep an eye on Huck. And it seems that the mother was suspicious that Huck maybe had um, kind of, you know, during her undercover work, maybe got attached to the target. If you know, mm. that makes sense. I the family. So, yeah, yeah. you know, she obviously was suspicious about that and wanted to sort of keep an eye on, on Huck and Jadis had kind of hinted at that before and then sort of played it off. Uh, so yeah, clearly Elizabeth had said something of like, you know, there maybe maybe she, you know, and, and Huck's also been put through a number of tests by Jadis of sort of, you know, would she be prepared to stand by and let them kill the the girlfriend scientist and all that sort of stuff? You know, so um, yeah, I, th- so, I think that, I think there's certainly something going on there, like between the three of them. I think that uh, Jadis and Elizabeth have had some kind of conversation about Hark and that that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, yeah, and it sounds like Elizabeth had sort of said, "Just watch her," because I'm not entirely sure she's on it. Mm. you know she's on her side i think she may have been under for too long so we kind of knew that that was maybe the case but they seems you know what jadis was saying seems to be more of a sort of out and out conversation and the other interesting thing that came out of that of course was you got the kid uh the son that is sort of saying my dad wouldn't have anything to do with this you're making it up it's all ridiculous and Jadis comes out and basically says yeah this is exactly what we planned to do and we never really got to see his reaction to that because you know he that was when he sort of tried to run off and all the shooting started so we we never really got him sort of saying wait a minute that means my dad knew about all this and did commit genocide and what they've been saying is true um so, you know, we never really got to see a full reaction from him about that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I the a couple of obviously there's a lot to talk about with this with this scene. Um, the thing that I quite liked as well, where, where I thought like, oh, that's kind of smart from Felix, which is where um, instead of like a direct death threat in a way, 
Felix says to Jadis, like, oh, you wouldn't... He's like, oh, what about if I, like... Instead of shooting him in the head right there and there and just getting rid of the um, leverage, he's like, oh, how would how would he feel if, like, I took his kneecaps out or something? Yeah. Like, he'd be happy with, like, if you, you know, if you took him back and his kneecaps were gone. Um, I thought, yeah, that's, that's pretty good because then you're kind of keeping your leverage alive, but you're damaging it. But by damaging it and not killing that person, yeah. uh, it's kind of like... It, it would be it would be almost like a, a different type of like embarrassment for Jadis. So I thought I just thought the way that was done was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was quite a lot to talk about in that scene. Obviously, that was the the big part and everything. Uh, after the whole kerfuffle, uh, Jadis um, walkie-talkied Major General Bill that the timeline on Portland uh, would have been. Uh, would have to be moved up. Is anyone starting to wonder if, uh, since we still have yet to see him, he's going to turn out to be somebody that we know? Uh, it says that in here as well. Um, I I think this is a new character, this uh, Major General Bill, because it. I, 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 I don't. Th- yeah. I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for it to be somebody that like we've not seen for a while or something. Because who could that even be? Um, Heath. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, that that's it. He's really turned. Yeah, yeah. I I can't think of of any characters that we haven't seen, and unless they're doing something that plays around with the timeline or something, and you know, so it's a character that's in one of the other shows, and he goes on to become major general. Bill and they've messed around with the timeline a bit to make it sort of fit because but mm-hmm. we sort of know what the timeline of this is so I don't think that works and I can't think of I can't think who else it could be I do think it's interesting that we haven't seen this character and I can I can understand why you might think I mean the suggestion in the article is could it be an amnesiac Rick which um, which would be an interesting one but I don't think that's probably the case Mm. Um, so yeah it is it is weird that we haven't seen this character or or I think maybe that's just going to be a larger character possibly for the Rick movies and they just haven't cast them yet but they want the name as sort of a bogeyman kind of name to be out there um so people are aware of it possibly um so i i don't know um it is weird that they've we've heard about this person quite a lot and then not seen them uh yeah plus they've they've got a grown kid and so i mean unless that kid's adopted somehow maybe that's happened quite a few times in which is in these yeah, shows, yeah which is possible like carol's done that a lot Mm, yeah so i mean that is a possibility but i i just i can't think of anybody that's of that sort of character that is still alive that has disappeared from any of the other shows nobody leaps to mind particularly so i i don't necessarily think it is somebody we know no i I, I I don't i don't think so yeah so um what is after that elsewhere as felix uh left hope and iris uh, to help the scientists find uh, sorry fix a flat tire uh and it says where's the triple a uh, apocalyptic triple a yeah uh the siblings reunited with elton and silas so obviously hope hope iris elton 
uh, Silas, they, they all met up, and they're all, uh, they all had a, a big, sad, um, group hug over Percy, although, uh, although given Silas' crush on Irish, he <laughs> thought he'd be doing a happy dance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, not, not quite the that. time, not quite the yeah. time for him to, him to have been doing that, but, uh, obviously he has a bit more of a chance now. Yes. Um. But uh, I I thought with this, uh, you know, with Dr. Bennett and this tire, because he said, like, oh, whoever's put this here might, you know, probably isn't far away. I thought, oh, are they about to be ambushed or something? Like by, well, uh, uh, some, you know, CRM soldiers or something. Not necessarily Jadis, but a bunch of CRM soldiers, because yeah. I'd assume that's why they were put out onto the road, but we don't see any of that happen. Um yeah, what 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 do you think is what do you think's going on with the well, flat tire thing? Yeah, well, it sort of implies. Well, I don't know. It, it implies either somebody is patrolling that road, mm-hmm. which would sort of make sense, or you would assume that the person that put them there is ahead of them, not behind them, because um, you know. But 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 then they might be patrolling up and down that road, and they've just put the sort of spikes out you know to catch anybody um so i don't know but yes i think maybe we're gonna get a sort of shootout again next episode in the finale of sort of them having to go and try and rescue the scientists maybe because the scientists are sort of fairly important at this point because they are the hope that humanity you know regardless of the crm side of things we you we said before that i mean you know you can take the scientists and they've got all their knowledge and set them up somewhere else and sort of out of the control of the crm and they could still carry on working i mean it might not be as effective as it was under the crm but you could still set them up somewhere else to sort of carry on working if you could find a decent enough facility for them to do that Mm. yeah so speaking of yeah speaking of their work and everything now that you bring it up um, so all the equipment that they had that we were making progress with, I guess most of that has been left behind, unless they managed yeah. to take some of it with them. I that, That's not quite clear on how that's sort of going. Um, I, I mean, they took, I think what they took was, because they, they took all the knowledge and all the stuff out of the databases and then wiped the databases to stop the CRM from using it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so... In terms of the equipment, yeah, it might take them some time, but it's not necessarily a huge issue to be able to go and find scientific equipment. I mean, you know, there's places all over the country that are, will have various bits of scientific equipment because it's not like it's necessarily things that people are going to go and steal because it's not hugely useful for that many people. Um, you know, I mean, bits and pieces might be, but there's there's only a certain amount of uses for certain scientific equipment which they will need so the chances are that they might be able to go and raid some labs and stuff and find things um so from from that point of view what the important thing was was their minds and their knowledge and that they took away in the databases and stuff that they took away so that was the more important thing Mm. yeah so see how that goes but i thought an ambush was going to happen like there and then but it yeah. uh, it didn't so which is good because i don't want any other characters that we like to die so yeah uh, although if they do die then it will be effective for the story so uh let's move on to uh there's not much to talk about with this hug thing it was just a nice kind of reunion between the four of them Mm-hmm. Um, yeah let's move on to the most confusing part and the end of the episode uh, when Hog arrived at the culling station 
Uh, she found Dennis is still alive, but given the tears she subsequently shed, I'm going to guess that he didn't stay alive for much longer. Maybe the kids should have done more uh, antibiotic delivering, uh, less group hugging anyway. When the uh, four of them pulled apart from their embrace, uh, their lament over Portland's immense demise, sorry, I- imminent uh, demise, uh, was interrupted by a call from Huck, uh, she's, who seemed to have found the gas at the culling station. So I think this is what they were actually looking for in the first place. Yes. Uh, so it seems to be there. Is Dennis supposed to be dead? That was a little unclear to me as well. Um, th- that seems a little vague because she, I mean, she seemed upset, obviously, that he was shot and he wasn't you know, doing particularly well. But she does sort of walk off as though he died. And it certainly didn't seem like he died. He uh, so I, I don't know. I'm a little confused by that as well. That wasn't that that straightforward. Because mm. if he does die, why didn't you show it on screen? Like, why does it got to be some sort of weird mystery? Um, because so I, I mean, I'm if sort you... of assuming he isn't at the moment. Because yeah, because because if he did die, you'd think she would have like stabbed him through the head. Otherwise, he's going to turn up as a zombie right. next week. And and they would have shown it in the scene where she's next to him. Yeah. In, in that same part, like he would have drifted off or something. So mm-hmm. uh, it could be, I, I think another reason for it could, because obviously she kind of bursts out into emotion. Maybe it is to do with this whole thing with her mother and Jadis or, or, or just a kind of burst of emotion from literally everything that just happened. Yeah. It, it, it could be to do with that as well, I suppose. But the indication at the time when we watched the episode seemed to be, oh, Dennis like passed away and she's walked off from him. Yeah. So very kind of strange. But, um, yeah, then she finds this uh, gas thing that they were... I think this is what they were looking for, yes, wasn't it? Yes, this is the gas that they were and looking for, And yeah. then she tells the group over the radio, and that is the end of the episode, which nicely sets up the uh, series finale, which we'll cover next week. Uh, any thoughts on them finding the gas? Pretty good? Uh, no, well, uh, I mean, it, it gives them a nice big finale for something to blow up, doesn't it? So, and, and true, scupper true. the CRM fl- plants, so... Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, we already talked about the Dennis thing uh, and the group. So I guess that's the end of the episode. Uh, Alright, let's move on to some feedback and some emails and whatnot. Uh, if you'd like to write in before or after, because I think we're going to be we're going to be doing a... Uh, we're going to try to schedule a series wrap-up at some point as well. So uh, just feel free to write in anyway. Uh, so you can do that at uh, matthewentertainmenttalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK does contact page and information in your show notes. Also, if you're looking on the website version of this podcast, uh, which you can obviously find on entertainmenttalk.org. If you scroll down a bit, once you've clicked on the episode, you'll find a big email box. You put your email and your message in there. That will get sent to me as well, which quite a few of you use. You can also click on or copy and paste the email name. It's like a clickable link thing that's in there as well. So consider that. Consider oh all of those things. Uh, Abed uh, returns and says I didn't feel much when Percy died was a cool character though looking forward to the finale uh, so I thought I'd save some of the Percy talk for this kind of discussion um, as well It was he's a character that you um, are able to get away with killing off Yeah, he doesn't make like a massive dent in the series plans because obviously he's not one of the four kids he's not like Huck, he's not Felix he's not Dr. Bennett which I consider those to be kind of the main characters or the main um, ally characters. Because uh, in terms of the enemies, obviously, it's Elizabeth, Jadis, and the CRM. 
uh, and whoever this general person is. Although maybe he'll turn out to be a good person. Who who, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, what what did you kind of feel when Percy died? I was like, oh, that's a shame, but it sort of makes it off. You know, it's a, it, if you're going to kill one of the kids off, that's the obvious kid to kill off, I think. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So, yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way. First of all, I was because they showed like a dead body on the full. And I was like, oh, who actually I can't see who that actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, And then be, I think it was the indication because Iris goes over to him. It's like, oh, it's probably Percy because of their connection to each other. Because um, there was a slight part of me, I was like, "Is that supposed to be Felix or something?" And then, like, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they, they uh, obviously, you know, showed that it was him. So, yeah, he's a, he's a character that he was kind of a main character, but he's not so integral to the plot that killing him off changes things massively. It just, it's a way to impact Iris more, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely, it is. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting one, but uh, you know. Um, What's his name? Ted Sutherland did a good job, I thought, as well. So mm-hmm. uh, that was good. Uh, speaking of Iris, uh, Kaylee writes in says, I was very sad for Iris when Percy died. I think that's supposed to be the main kind of impactful point. Yes. Uh, witnessing someone you care about dying that young can be very bad for them. Uh, do you think we will see much of these characters after the series ends? Well, assuming that at least a handful of them survive. I don't think they'll all die, but some more of them might get killed off. So it's a possibility. I mean, where you've got the Rick films, I, I mean, I don't really expect them to be in there. Um, there's uh, AMC is going to probably keep this franchise around for as long as they can. Uh, and obviously you've got the Tales series, whatever that's called. And then you've got the, well, the Carol Darrell spin-off just going to be for those two, obviously. But you can still, if as long as you keep the characters around, you can still do things with them. I mean, even in the Arrowverse, which is the other thing to kind of compare this to, You've seen like you know arrows ended, but Diggle showed up in a few different episodes of shows. You can as long as you keep the characters alive, and they've still got I guess contracts as to they can appear in the other series. You can still do something for them. Uh, the only difference with this as opposed to the Arrowverse, like any character from any of the Arrowverse shows can show up in any of them. Like there's no sort of timeline rules, or obviously there's all sorts of sci-fi things going on. But uh, with with this show, I suppose it depends on. There's a certain story being told in these shows and where do they kind of fit in? Um, yeah. I almost think because Fear the Walking Dead is kind of a Legends thing where it's just like a... It's almost like a sandbox sort of show where you can just do what you want. I almost feel like those characters could show, are more likely to show up in Fear than anywhere else maybe just because that's kind of a sort of do-whatever-you-want mm-hmm. scenario. Plus, um, the, the main show is coming to an end and I think it would be weird yeah, to suddenly yeah. have a bunch of like characters that that you know people haven't watched world beyond to suddenly have a bunch of world beyond characters randomly show up might be a bit weird although um i don't know i mean you could maybe have them show up in the commonwealth possibly but i, I don't know maybe maybe big community yeah you could have that, so. yeah you could possibly have you could possibly have an area of the Commonwealth which has got like you know which has got the scientists in it. If they, assuming the scientists managed to escape, you know, mm. it may be that you have a, a sort of scientific group in there. I'm, I'm not sure how that would line up with the timeline. That might work actually because I think the main show is possibly slightly ahead of this one. It's feasible that you could get the scientists and yeah, you know, maybe Elton and some of the others show up in the Commonwealth. Possibly that would be, that might be, would make sense. Um, 
with I mean I I'm way behind on Fear at the moment. I I have seen a couple of episodes of the current season, but I've, I'm about five episodes behind. So wow. <laughs> um, I, I, it's just one of the things I'm going to catch up on while I'm away. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think possibly show up in fear, but given fears, you know, dealing with like nuclear fallout and all that sort of stuff at the moment, I don't know. Yeah, they can just cut away to to the characters. They 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 that's what they do with that show anyway. So. Yeah, uh, I get what you mean. Obviously, there's the radiation thing, which they're doing a weird job with. Um, I think I'm about two episodes behind or, or something, um, but I might watch an episode later. Uh, but yeah, that's that's sort of like the sandbox playground show where like there's not really a like guide, so to speak. Because like with this show, you've got the yeasts thing with the infection and everything, and you've got the CRM. With the main show, you've got the Commonwealth and the end game there with fear there's there's no sort of like thing set up like there's not really many rules i, I mean like dwight and morgan showed up in there and they just kind of seamlessly fit in because it was like hey we're just we just stumbled upon all of you and we're here now and it just kind of worked so these these characters could do the same thing certainly plus plus given that fear's already done that with morgan and dwight and that's the only show that's done it so far uh, it makes sense that they would they would show up there. So we'll we'll yeah. see. But anyway, we still have an episode left to finish of this show. So yeah, to finish that one first. Uh, finish to finish off. Uh, Jason says, um, although predictable, it makes a lot of sense. The reason for wiping out the colony. Um, I mean, we 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 talked about that a, a bit already. Um, it is sort of a predictable answer of just oh, we just wanted to kill them just because resources. But it does make sense with how this world would operate, I suppose. And given that they're a military group that likes power, um, that uh, that sort of makes sense. Do you? So to, I suppose the the point from this one is the the predictable part of it. Did you feel like it was predictable? The answer. Um. What in in terms of why they were killing off the other? Yeah. There. What what Jadis explained. I. Not necessarily predictable, but I mean, it's an ex- explanation that makes sense, although it does seem rather, well, overkill in quite a literal sense. Um, as I was explaining earlier, you know, I, if either the CRM is absolutely massive and there is this, but that would seem weird if there's this huge, like, group of half a million people or something that are living together perfectly happily. Um, you know, it would seem that you know so much so that you need to kill off like another half a million people to be able to make sure that you maintain supplies. Because they said there was like two hundred thousand in Omaha or something, didn't they? Um, that I can't remember what the numbers were, but there was something like hundreds that, yeah. of thousands of people, and presumably it's similar in Portland. You know, if there's like two, three hundred thousand in Portland, two hundred thousand in Omaha, you are talking half a million people, and. If you're saying that you need to kill off half a million people to make sure that the CR that the Civic Republic survives, that implies that the Civic Republic is another kind of at least a couple of hundred thousand people as well. So I don't know. It, the, the numbers seem a bit weird for that, but mm. anyway. Yeah, I wonder. It depends what happens with next week's episode, the finale. I wonder going forward, maybe not so much with the Daryl Carroll show because we really don't know much of what that's going to look like because we haven't finished the main show yet. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but with this Tales show and some like the other ones that they're going to do going forward, um, I wonder how much inclusion the CRM is going to have in that. Because I mean, with the, with the Tales show, you could you could do like an episode about a CRM soldier that signs up, and uh, I mean, you could do you could do two different episodes with that. Actually, you could do one where like one of these soldiers is fully on board and he's ready to like do this genocide thing, and maybe one soldier who isn't comfortable with it and uh, I, I think there's some other stories you could tell with them maybe as well um if they are like this massive massive group that we um think that they might be yeah so, although I- I- even if they do get wiped out by the end of this show you could still obviously go back in time a bit and show the two things i just mentioned which would be from the start of their story yeah so that's, that's possible uh, Alright, that's it for the uh, penultimate episode. We'll be back next week with the finale. Um, and we will see you all for that episode. Uh, any last minute predictions at all? Um, I don't know. I, I think... Yeah, I, I don't know whether you're going to see Huck make it to the end. Um, I hope I so. do wonder whether either Huck... Maybe the dad goes out saving the kids, but and rescuing the other scientists possibly um you know so he goes out sort of saving his daughters and making sure the other scientists are safe and they they sort of carry on in his memory or something i don't know um there there are a few possibilities i'm not necessarily convinced or or silas is the other one that i think is likely to go and jump on a grenade for to save the others i think out of out of the if one of the main group Mm. the main group of kids goes but I don't know. We'll see. It, we it's it's kind of tricky to project, but it's it's been good this season so far. So, looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing the last episode. Yeah, I suppose one of the other main predictions are we going? I don't think we're going to see Rick because I've always said I don't think he'll actually physically no. appear in the show. I I think there there should be hopefully at least a mention of his name. Uh, so, something to do with that as well given like the jadis connection and he went off in a crm helicopter i i'm kind of hoping we get some mention of that because it's been a long time since we've kind of had any progress on that story at all and that was in what season nine (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Yeah. it's uh we're we're all wanting to know sort of just a bit of information about rick i suppose so all right that's everything for this episode thank you very much for listening in the meantime you can find all the other podcasts that we do on entertainmenttalk.org that's for TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts as well so take a look out for all of those Uh, you can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platform just search for Entertainment Talk Um, I'll mention the Twitch thing in a minute Um, there's also word of mouth social media if you want to support Entertainment Talk on the podcast you can either just just listen to more episodes that we've got there's literally over a thousand episodes available so take your choose from those uh, you can also help us in other ways as well. You can use word of mouth and social media. Just spread the word about the website. Tell other people about what we do and where they can find it. Either by social media or just word of mouth. That really helps us out as well. Uh, Patreon, $1 or $3 level tiers. Ad-free podcast review options. Take a look at those as well if you'd like to. Uh, David's still posting TV and film news over on Geek Town. That's geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. Uh, those episodes come out. Will there, will there be a new episode today? Yes, there is so. a uh, the the Geek Town Awards launch podcast goes up today, so uh, that will be the launch of the uh, big Geek Town Awards, where you can go on and vote for your favourite shows over the year, over the year, and um, games and uh, films, and 
you can be entered into a huge prize draw uh, with a chance to win stuff. So by the time this goes out, that should be up as well. Mm-hmm. Good. Just make sure you vote for Zoe's extraordinary playlist. So, because <laughs> yes. that, that 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 that's that's one of the other rules. You have to. You can't click on the other boxes. You have to vote. For that show. <laughs> so that's not true. You have yeah. a but yes. Vote for yeah. Zoe's extraordinary playlist. You can vote for uh, Walking Dead. Will be on in there as well. So good. Good. Which is in a different category, so you can yes. vote for them both anyway. So yeah. Uh, go and do all that stuff over on geektown.co.uk geektown radio tuesdays for those episodes look out for the new one later on uh for bex she's streaming pretty much daily over on twitch trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s doing some of her fun tomb raider stuff that's uh, been really good as well uh speaking of me on twitch bit of a uh, schedule update uh so from next week going forward it will be uh pez coach mode on thursdays and the avengers campaign on saturdays both at the same time which is 11 45 p.m um i still i'll still be able to do a twitch i'll be able to do, i'll be doing a twitch stream tomorrow on wednesday instead of thursday because the game on thursday doesn't start until quarter past eight why that is i don't know but uh that's just the way that that is so i'm going to be focusing on that on thursday night uh so tomorrow which will be when which will be the first of december actually uh gosh we're already into december that will be for the next episode of the coach mode uh, for, for the Pez thing, uh, there won't be an Avengers stream this Saturday because I'm going out somewhere, uh, which is why I did an episode on Saturday and on Sunday. But so for, for after this week on Wednesday, after this week's done, it'll be Thursdays and Saturdays going forward. Just a bit of a change in schedule this week. So look out for the next stream tomorrow, basically for Wednesday. So look out for that. Uh, still, there's a, already quite a few episodes for both of those series, so if you want to go and check those out, uh, those are on. Those are all available on the YouTube channel. Uh, Entertainment Talk plays over there. I've also started recording a bunch of different just moments and wins and things like that from Call of Duty. Uh, so if you want to see me do some cool stuff, because I'm not going to record the bad stuff, am I? But uh, if you want to see the good things that are happening, uh, you can find all that stuff basically over on YouTube. Entertainment Talk plays. That's everything. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week for the uh, series finale. Uh, take care. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.